From Astoria to the Rockaways, it's time for the Queen's New Yorker. And here is the man giving you all the info, your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr. Jason Gacaneo! Yeah, thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Jason Kelly. What a group. Oh, thank you. Oh, look at that audience today. Thank you very much. Wow. Fantastic. You know, I must say, as we get along more with these episodes where our continuation of the series continues on, seventh season, the audiences just seem to be more responsive than ever before. We thank you very much for you coming to join us for another edition of the Queen's New Yorker. I, of course, am your host, Jason Acanio. It's Tuesday, February 8, 2022. This is episode 194 and today we're still in our series on food we will be for a while because we've got so much to cover i told you when we finally get to the series on food it's going to be a big one and if and it and it has taken off we are six episodes away from 200 i am so excited about when that's going to happen but right now tonight we're talking about another new york staple corned beef right here yes corned beef Deli corned beef, the history of it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I could just see everybody going there to the show to the delicatessens right now to go get that corned beef sandwich from Katz's Deli or that pastrami or whatever you guys love. But tonight we're talking about corned beef. There was a a pastrami segment I wanted to do, but I don't think it was big enough, was as big as corned beef. And so we're going to do that one right now. We'll look at the history of it. We'll look at different regions and how it all kind of got over here to uh, New York and the five boroughs. All right. Remember, all of our information comes from the Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. We're close to 3,500 listens, guys. We're only about four away. And remember, Legacy of Queens and Legacy of New York on YouTube. On our new channel, Jay's Retro Toys and Games. Check it out. All of that. Check it out, please, because that's the support we need to keep things going. All right, so corned beef or salt beef in the British Commonwealth of Nations is salt-cured brisket of beef. Now, the term comes from the treatment of the meat with large-grain rock salt, also called corns, of salt. And sometimes sugar and spices are added to corned beef recipes. Corned beef is featured as an ingredient in many cuisines. Most recipes include nitrates, which convert the natural myoglobin in, in beef to nitro uh somiglobin giving it a pink color nitrates and nitrites reduce the risk of dangerous botulism during curing by inhabiting the growth of clostridium botulinum bacteria spores but have been linked to increased cancer risk in mice 
<laughs> yeah, beef cured with without nitrates or nitrites has a great color and is sometimes called New England corned beef. You know, corned beef was a popular meal throughout numerous wars, including World War One and World War Two, during which fresh meat was rationed. It also remains popular worldwide as an ingredient in a variety of regional dishes and as a common part in modern field rations of various armed forces around the world. So, although the exact origin of corned beef is unknown, it most likely came about when people began preserving meat through salt curing. You know, evidence of its legacy is apparent in numerous cultures, including ancient Europe and the Middle East. The word corn derives from Old English and is used to describe any small hard particles or grains. Now, in the case of corned beef, the word may refer to the coarse granular salts used to cure the beef. The word corned may also refer to the corns of potassium nitrate, also known as saltpeter, which were formerly used to preserve the meat. And although the practice of curing beef was found locally in many cultures, the industrial production of corned beef started in the British Industrial Revolution. Irish corned beef was used and traded extensively from the 17th century to the mid-19th century for British civilian consumption and as provisions for the British naval fleets and North American armies due to its non-perishable nature. The product was also traded to the French, who used it in their colonies in the Caribbean as sustenance for both the colonists and enslaved laborers. 17th century British industrial processes for corned beef did not distinguish between different cuts of beef beyond the tough and undesirable parts, such as the beef necks and the shanks. Rather, the grating was done by the weight of the cattle into small beef, cargo beef, and best mess beef, the former being the worst and the latter being the best. Now, much of the undesirable portions of and lower grades were traded to the French, while better parts were saved for consumption in Britain or her colonies. Now, Ireland produced a significant amount of corned beef in the Atlantic trade from local cattle and salt imported from the Iberian Peninsula and southwestern France. Coastal cities such as Dublin, Belfast, and Cork created vast beef curing and packing industries, with Cork producing half of Ireland's annual beef exports in 1668. And although the production and trade of corned beef as a commodity was a source of great wealth for the nations of Europe, in the colonies the product was looked upon with disdain due to its consumption by the poor and the slaves. Now increasing corned beef production to satisfy the rising number of people moving to the cities from the countryside during the Industrial Revolution worsened the effects of the Irish Famine of 1740-41 to 41, and the Great Irish Famine quoted by Jeremy Rifkin from Beyond Beef goes like this. The Celtic grazing lands of Ireland had been used to pasture cows for centuries. The British colonized the Irish, transforming much of their countryside into an extended grazing land to raise cattle for a hungry consumer market at home. The British taste for beef had a devastating impact on the impoverished and disenfranchised people of Ireland. Now pushed off the best pasture land and forced to farm smaller, smaller plots of marginal land, the Irish turned to the potato, a crop that could be grown abundantly in less favorable soil. Eventually, cows took over much of Ireland, leaving the native population virtually dependent on the potato for survival. Despite being a major producer of beef, 
Most of the people of Ireland during this period consumed little of the meat produced, either in fresh or salted form, due to its prohibitive cost. This was because most of the farms and its produce were owned by wealthy Anglo-Irish landlords, many of whom were often absent, and most of the population were from families of poor tenant farmers, with most of the corned beef being marked for export. The lack of beef or corned beef in the Irish diet was especially true in the north of Ireland and areas away from the major centers for corned beef production. However, individuals living in these production centers, such as Cork, did consume the product to a certain extent. The majority of Irish who resided in Ireland at the time mainly consumed dairy products and meats such as pork or salt pork, bacon and cabbage being a notable example of a traditional Irish meal. Corned beef became a less important commodity in the 19th century Atlantic world due in part to the abolition of slavery. Corned beef production and its canned form remained an important food source during the Second World War. Much of the canned corned beef came from Fray Bentos in Uruguay with over 16 million cans exported in 1943. Today, significant amounts of the global canned corned beef supply comes from South America. Approximately 80% of the global canned corned beef supply originates in Brazil. In North America, corned beef dishes are associated with traditional British, Irish, and Jewish cuisines. Mark Rolansky, in his book Salt, states that the Irish produced a salted beef around the Middle Ages that was the forerunner of what today is known as Irish corned beef and in the 17th century. The English named the Irish salted beef corned beef. But before the wave of the 19th century Irish immigration to the United States, many of the ethnic Irish did not consume corned beef dishes. The popularity of corned beef compared to back bacon among the immigrant Irish may have been due to corned beef being considered a luxury product in their native land while it was cheap and readily available in America. The Jewish population produced similar corned beef brisket, almost smoking it into pastrami. Now, Irish immigrants often purchased corned beef from Jewish butchers, and this exchange was an example of the close interactions in everyday life of people from these two cultures in the United States' main 19th and 20th century immigrant port of entry, New York City. Canned corned beef has long been one of the standard meals included in military field ration packs globally due to its simplicity and instant preparation. One example is the American meal ready-to-eat pack. Astronaut John Young sneaked a contraband corned beef sandwich on board Gemini 3, hiding it in a pocket of his spacesuit. In the United States and Canada, corned beef is typically available in two forms. A cut of beef, usually brisket, but sometimes round or silver side, cured and pickled in a seasoned brine or cooked and canned. Corned beef is often purchased ready to eat in Jewish delicatessens. It is the key ingredient in the grilled Reuben sandwich, consisting of corned beef, Swiss cheese, sauerkraut, and Thousand Island or Russian dressing on rye bread. Smoking corned beef, typically with a generally similar spice mix, produces smoked meat or smoked beef, such as pastrami or Montreal-style smoked meat. Corned beef hashed with potatoes, is commonly served with eggs for breakfast. 
In both the United States and Canada, corned beef is sold in cans in minced form. It is also sold this way in Puerto Rico and Uruguay. And then, of course, corned beef is also known specifically as salt beef in Newfoundland and Labrador and sold in buckets with brine to preserve the beef. It is a staple product culturally in Newfoundland and Labrador, providing a source of meat during their long winters. It is still commonly eaten in Newfoundland and Labrador, most often associated with, lo with the local jigs dinner meal. In recent years, it has been used in different meals locally, such as a jigs dinner poutine dish. In the United States, consumption of corned beef is often associated with St. Patrick's Day. Corned beef is not an Irish national dish, and the connection with St. Patrick's Day specifically originates as part of Irish-American culture and is often part of their celebrations in North America. Corned beef was used as a substitute for bacon by Irish immigrants in the late 19th century. Corned beef and cabbage is the Irish-American variant of the Irish dish of bacon and cabbage. A similar dish is the New England boiled dinner consisting of corned beef, cabbage, and root vegetables such as carrots, turnips, and potatoes, which is popular in New England, and another similar dish, Jigs Dinner, is popular in parts of Atlantic Canada. The appearance of corned beef in Irish cuisine dates to the 12th century in the poem Al Sling Mech Conglin, or The Vision of Mac Conglin. Within the text, it is described as a delicacy a king uses to purge himself of the demon of gluttony. Cattle, valued as a bartering tool, were only eaten when no longer able to provide milk or to work. The corned beef, as described in this text, was a rare and valued dish, given the value and position of cattle within the culture, as well as the expense of salt, and was unrelated to the corned beef eaten today. In the UK, corned beef refers to minced and canned salt beef. Unminced corned beef, is referred to as salt beef. Multiple Caribbean nations have their own varied versions of canned corned beef as a dish, common in Puerto Rico, Jamaica, Barbados, and elsewhere. With cans being less perishable, it's an effective food to import to tropical islands that will keep, despite the heat and humidity. Corned beef is a cheap, quick, and familiar low-effort comfort food that might be prepared for any meal of the day. Now, as with other cuisines, cooks often improvise to add extra flavoring components, usually what they have around or left over, to, to their corned beef, including onions, garlic, ketchup, black pepper, salt, oil, or other fat, corn, potatoes, tomatoes, cabbage, carrots, beans, hot and or bell peppers, etc. It's also very often served with a starch, such as rice, roti, bread, or potatoes, and due to its simplicity, many Caribbean children grow up thinking fondly of this dish. In Israel, a canned corned beef called loof was the traditional field ration of the Israel, Israel Defense Forces until the product's discontinuation in 2011. The name loof derives from a colloquy, colloquy corrupt short form of meatloaf. Loof was developed by the IDF in the late 1940s as a kosher from a form of bully beef. While similar canned meats had earlier been an important component of relief packages sent to Europe and Palestine by Jewish organizations such as Hadassah. Corned beef has also become a common dish in Hong Kong cuisine, though it has been heavily adapted in style and preparation to fit local taste. It is often served with other Western fusion cuisine at 
Cha Chong Tang and other cheap restaurants catering to locals. Like most localized Western food in East Asia, trade, imperialism, and war played roles in bringing and popularizing corned beef in Hong Kong. Along with other canned meats, canned corned beef is a popular breakfast staple in the Philippines. Corned beef is also known as carne norte, uh, locally, literally translating to northern meat in Spanish, the term refers to Americans whom Filipinos referred then as Norte Americanos, just like the rest of Spain's colonies, where there is a differentiation between what is Norte Americano, Canadian American and Mexicano, as there are between Central Americano, Nicaraguanese, Costa Ricanese, etc., and Pseudo Americano. Colombia, Equatorian, Paraguayo. The colonial mindset distinction then of what was North Americano was a country's north of the Viceroy's Road. That's the route used to transport goods from the Manila Galleon landing in the port of Acapulco overland from Havana via the port of Veracruz and not the Rio Grande River in Texas today. Thus, Centro Americano meant the other Spanish possessions south of Mexico City. Corned beef, especially the Libby's brand, first became popular during the American colonial period of the Philippines, where only the very rich could afford such tins. They were advertised serving the corned beef cold and straight from the can onto a bed of rice or as patties in between bread. During World War II, American soldiers brought for themselves an airdropped from the skies to save corned beef. It was a life-or-death commodity since the Japanese Imperial Army forcibly controlled all food in effort to subvert any resistance against them. After the war, which was from 1946 to the present, corned beef gained far more popularity. It remains a staple in Balacabanian boxes and Filipino breakfast tables. The ordinary Filipino can afford them, and many brands have sprung up, including those manufactured by Central Pacific Food, CDO Food Sphere, and San Miguel Food and Beverage, which are wholly owned by Filipinos and locally manufactured. Philippine corned beef is typically made most from the shredder, from the shredded beef or buffalo meat and is almost exclusively sold in cans. It is boiled, shredded, canned, and sold in supermarkets and grocery stores for mass consumption. It is usually served as the breakfast combination called corned beef silog, in which corned beef is cooked as carne norte guisado, fried, mixed with onions, garlic, and often finely cubed potatoes, carrots, tomatoes, and or cabbage with a side of cinnamon gag, which is garlic fried rice and a fried egg. Another common way to eat corned beef is tortang carne norte, or corned beef omelet, in which corned beef is mixed with egg and fried. Corned beef is also used as a cheap meat ingredient in dishes like sopas and sinigang. And then finally in New Zealand, both the canned and fresh varieties are referred to as corned beef. Fresh corned beef is almost always made with silver side. Silver side and corned beef are often used interchangeably. Canned corned beef is especially popular among New Zealand's Polynesian community, as in Pacific Island nations such as Western Samoa and Tonga. This is due to high-fat foods such as corned beef known as pisupo in Samoan. 
And there you have it, friends. It's the history of corned beef right here on the Queens New Yorker. Oh, yeah. Well, I tell you, that was a very interesting story about the history of one of America's most popular deli meats, corned beef. And we'll look next time on episode number 195 at more New York style um, foods. We will look at, uh, let's see, does baked pretzels have, uh, well, let's see, New York, oh, the Italian ice, very short. So we won't look at that one, which I know we could say is... The Kanish, too small. Although, of course, we all know the Eggs Benedict, too small. Chopped cheese, too small. But we've, we will go over those things a little by little there. Chopped cheese is a good one. Lobster Newburg, ooh, too small. Wow. They really do give uh, Waldorf salad, too small. <laughs> Donuts. Yes, we'll look at donuts. Don't you know? Donut, you know. It's going to be an interesting one on episode 195. We looked at the history of the bagel. Next time, we'll look at that ever-popular donut made from leavened fried dough. I'm Jason Ecanio, hoping that you're having a great time with us here on the show. Episode 195 comes to you this Thursday, February 10th. We look forward to seeing you then. From all of us here, remember, be honest, be real, and keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. On the Queens, New Yorker. Bye for now. You have been watching the Queens, New Yorker. This is Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCanio internet presentation. Thank you for your support. Thank mm-hmm. you.